You know, when it comes to situations like Sister Sandra's been through for the last few months and actually a couple of years now, and and then they get ready to come home and the car's broke. Kind of just makes you say, why, Lord? Why, Lord? That's what I want to minister on tonight. Why, Lord? I, I guess it's just human nature. We just seem to have it in our, our being. I remember Brother Clifton and I were, he will probably remember it well, very well, but we went with my uncle down Lockport, and uh, we got in his little Ford Falcon, and we went down along the, the bar ditches, and we were all a bunch of kids in the car, and he had a, his youngest son was on board with us, and, and uh, <laughs> he started, he was just at that age to ask why. Y'all remember kids asking Why? And it didn't matter what you told him, it just only produced another why. Why is that water there? Well, God put it there. Why did he put it there? And, and, you know, everything you told him, it didn't matter. He had another why for it. And I, I guess life cycles, and as we get older, we're almost that way all over again. Because when... When we do get an answer, we come up with another why. Looking at the book of Job in chapter 7 and verse 20 through 21, I'm going to use the English Standard Version. It said, if I sin, what do I do to you, you watcher of mankind? Why have you made me your mark? Why have I become a burden to you? Why do you not just pardon my transgressions and take away my iniquity? For now I shall lie in the earth. You will seek me, but I shall not be found. Job had a why. And probably if you were in Job and you were the Job going through what he went through, don't you think you might just could come up with a why? You go through those first couple of chapters, third chapter, fourth chapter, you read of Job and, and, and you listen to him and you, you hear him and he's crying and he's talking about, why don't you just let me die? I've sat by many bed of precious people connected with this assembly and heard them say the very same thing. Why doesn't God just take me? Why doesn't he let me die? Why am I still here? Many times in the nursing home, I hear it. Why, what good am I? Why am I still here? Why? Lord, 2 Corinthians 12 and 10, the Apostle Paul said, Therefore I 
take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The apostle was making his defense of his apostleship because there were those that were attacking him. And he began to enumerate the things that he had gone through in life that he suffered. You'll recall when the Lord saved him, he told Ananias that the apostle would suffer many things for him, for Jesus. I know we live in a world today that suffering is much out of character. As far as religion goes, I remember the lady that came into one of our services in Minnesota, and it just happened to be one of those services where there was a deep spirit of travail in the house, and she said, uh, not enough joy here for me. I won't be back. I'm looking for something else. It was, it was that beginning of that feel-good Christianity movement where everybody was supposed to be happy all the time. And if you're living for God, nothing goes wrong. And boy, what a deception that has placed in the movement of Christianity, and what a confusion it has put in the hearts and minds of people's lives. Because Jesus said, if, if I, your Lord and Master, go through these things, you being the servant, you're going to go through them as well. So why, why all this going on? It, it's been said this way that we should Consider our losses and our crosses because they characterize us more than our victories. Our losses and our crosses characterize us more than our victories. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know when we most often use that scripture? It's when we're walking through our lowest and our most difficult time. And it brings comfort and consolation in our hearts. Character. Character is developed in our deepest trials. God never measures us on the mountaintop. But he measures us when we are in our valley. Matter of fact, I think if he, would, if he were to call attention to our life and he would call for the world to take a second look at us, 
He would not call attention to the day that we are on our mountain experience. But he would say, look at my child. They're walking through a valley. Look how they stand. Look how they still love me. Look how faithful they continue to be. Take a look at them now. It wasn't that what happened with Job. Satan said, I, I, I tell you what, you think he's good, but you just let me at him. And, and God said, go ahead. I trust him. And he became a testimony. Not when he was the world's wealthiest man. We don't get our story of Job when he was the world's wealthiest man. We get our story of Job. He, he, he gives to us his wisdom. We drink from that cup of his wisdom when he was the poorest man. When he seemed to be the most rejected by God. When he thought that God was not within earshot. That's when we study Job. How are you? Ever heard that question? Ever wondered how to answer it? I think Brother Tenney rebuked most of us in the ministry one time. He said, oh, you preachers, he said, we ask you how you're doing. You say, great. He said, why don't you tell the truth? <laughs> but really, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> They want to hear about the mountain. They want to hear about the triumph. Character. God is developing character within us. How do you get the character in your life? There, part of that is nature. Part of that is who we are. It's, it's the particular combination of qualities in a person or a place that makes them different from others. That's, that's our character. They say, boy, that's a character. Well, we all are a character. Brother Jeremy talked about himself many times about the, the character he was. He, he, he was. That's who he was. And I'm who I am. I have certain characteristic traits that identify me, separate, make me the individual, just like you are. Make you the individual you are. As a, as a parent, one of the joys is, is to watch character being developed in our child. Character is the quality or that, that interesting and unusualness. You know, we... We talk about a place, and, and we, my wife and I stayed in a, a hotel. I don't remember the name of it in San Antonio, the uh, Crockett. I thought we'd see David. Anyway, it was, I think he slept there. It did have character. <laughs> the place had characters. It was probably one of the smaller rooms outside of Microtel that I've stayed in. And uh, if you ever go in a room, in, in a motel room, and it's got a wall-sized mirror, it's small. The mirror fools you. But be careful that your feet's not against the mirror when you go to bed.
You know the wonderful thing? We're, we're, we're an older congregation, and as we grow older, we gain character. Isn't that a consolation? Our faces acquire more character. You thought it was wrinkles, huh? You thought they were age spots and lines. and Well, it's character. Character is also defined as the quality of being determined, able to deal with difficult situations. So when we, we walk through those times where the why questions arise. Matter of fact, in the book of Job, depending on which translation you read, that why question comes up anywhere from 14 times to 27 times. Not all of them are used in the context of why, Lord. But many of them, especially when spoken by Job, were why, Lord, questions. Why have you not taken me? Why am I still here? Why am I suffering, though? Why won't you just... Go ahead and end all this. Why is this happening? What could I do to you, offend you, God? Job didn't know what was going on. He just knew it was a very difficult, trying time in his life. That's why we ask why. It's, uh, it's those times in our life that we just have more questions than we have answers. They all will come. I remember when we used to sing regularly, we'll understand it better by and by. Y'all remember that? By and by, when the morning comes. The youth camp evangelist, Thursday night a week ago, he walked to the pulpit, and he started singing all those kind of old songs. And the keyboard player was like, huh? They never hit a note. They just were completely lost. And then Toby ran up there and took over the organ, and it was going. But he, he, he sang all those old songs that just, that, and, and when I, you, you listen to them, they, they have so much wording in them. They, have, they say so much. And, you know, we don't sing them, but nobody else does either. <laughs> they just, you go to any church just about anywhere, they're just not singing them. They just, maybe we'll get back. Maybe the cycle will come back around. Who knows? It usually doesn't. Dottie Rambo wrote the song. When I'm low in spirit, I cry, Lord, lift me up. I want to go higher with thee. But the Lord knows I can't live on a mountain. So he picked out a valley for me. He leads me beside still waters. Somewhere in the valley below. He draws me aside. 
to be tested and tried. In the valley, he restoreth my soul. It's dark as a dungeon. The sun seldom shines. And I question, Lord, why must this be? Then he tells me there's strength in my sorrow and there's victory in trials for me. So he leads me beside still waters, somewhere in the valley below. He draws me aside to be tested and tried. In the valley, he restoreth my soul. We must always remember that it's in the valley that we are restored. It's in the valley where things grow. There's not much on the mountain. There's rocks. Once you get to the top, it's, it's a view. But you know what the view really usually is? It's how pretty the valley looks from the mountaintop. And you just think, man, if I can just get to the valley. <laughs> so, oh, Brother Terry, you mean, yeah, so is life. We journey through the valley to the mountain, back down the mountain to the valley. And in that process, we deal with our loss and our cross. And it builds character. Job, his wife said, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? He said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. Taylor, I'm in Job 2 and 9. Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. What? Shall I receive or shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall not we receive evil? In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away, he said in that first chapter. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There are many people that need to hear the message that I'm bringing tonight. This church is well acquainted with difficult situations. Many, many ministers have come here and talked about this, the feeling of the strength of this church and the character of this church, but it has been honed through the crucible of our walk in the valley the trials that we go through. First Peter 4 and 12 said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning fiery, the fiery trial, which is to try you. Don't think about that as something strange that has happened to you. The devil wants us to think that it's strange. He wants us to think that we've been singled out for vengeance from God or he wants us to think that everything is going haywire and our world is upside down. He wants us to think everything wrong about the trial. 
but it's there in the valley that the Lord builds us and develops us. So when you're in the valley, quit feeling sorry for yourselves. Keep the faith. Don't let your circumstance affect your worship, your tithing, your facial expression, your church attendance, your witness, and your prayer life. You see, the devil wants your trial to affect all of that. Why, Lord? Why is this happening? What, what's going on? Thank you, Sister Carolyn, for your faithfulness. She just finished a treatment. And Brother Mike helped her to her pew. Why? Why, Lord? We don't understand why, but thank you for not letting it affect your church attendance. What a testimony. So, Brother Terry, do you have valleys? Yeah, I have them, but you don't want to hear about them. You're probably walking through one of your own. The devil doesn't need to know I've got, I'm in a valley. He'll just have to figure it out. It's none of his business. He's not going to find out unless I tell. I don't want him to know. I don't want to give him any credit. Mm -mm. So I'm going to smile. I'm going to praise God every day. I got so excited today as I was reading Psalms 34. Psalms 34 was, it just has so many good things in it. I mean, it's just, it's one of those chapters that just packed full of good stuff from, from start to end. And, and this, this was written as a result of one of those trials in David's life. You remember when he was running from Saul? That was, that was bad enough. He is in the land of the Philistines, and, and, and one day they decide that they're going to go to war against Israel, and David's there in Israel, and uh, the kings got together, and they said, he can't go with us, pointing to David. He, he can't go with us, and and, and pretty soon, David realized, hey, I'm, I'm in a bad spot. Because they know they're going to fight Israel. I'm an Israelite. I may be running. Saul may be after me. But the bottom line is, I'm a Jew. I've got that blood in me. And they're going to fight them. And so, David, what the Scripture said, he feigned himself crazy. But others have said that. When you look at that, he worshiped in such a way. He worshiped in such a way, they thought he was crazy, and they just said, this is a madman, get him out of here. But this is what he wrote. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Keep in mind, he's going through a trial. 
He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He's going through a trial. And what does he say? Hey, take my hand. Hey, come on, clap your hands. Hey, let's lift our hands. Let's praise the Lord together. He said, I sought the Lord. He heard me. He delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Surely you would think he was at the house of God. Surely you would think at that time everything was going great and he was on the mountaintop. He said, no, I was about to be killed. I was in a deep, dark trial and praise delivered me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. What are you going to do when the why, when the why stands up in your life? I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I don't have an answer. I don't know why. I, 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 I rack my brain. I'm not the most intelligent guy. I don't have a photogenic memory. I don't remember the whole Bible. But I tried to remember if God ever answered a why in the Scripture. Is anybody? You ever remember anywhere in the Scripture that somebody said, Why, Lord? And, and, and he answered? Anybody? I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You, gotta, you, you find it. It would be a good thing for you to study and find out. and Tell me. He said, Brother Terry, I found it. God, God explained it. He said, Oh, fear of the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Now the young lions, they lack and they suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, thy lips from speaking guile. In other words, what, what are you going to say when you're in your deep, dark trial? What, what is your mouth going to say? Job, what are you going to say? The Scripture said, in all of this, Job, sin not with his lips. He had a lot of questions. But he didn't take it so far that he sinned. The psalmist said, I'll tell you what. Keep your tongue from evil. Your lips from speaking God. Depart from evil. Do good. Seek peace. Pursue it. The eyes of the Lord upon the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. To cut off their remembrance from them of the earth. The righteous cry. The Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart 
and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the wicked. Is that what it said? No, he said the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Oh, pastor, I thought because I got on this side and I got away from the devil that everything was going to be smooth sailing, no sharp curves, no. The Lord said it's a narrow way. It's a narrow way. In other words, you're going to have to unload to get through. There's just some stuff you can't take with you on this journey. You've got to get rid of the excess baggage in order to stay on this narrow path. The Lord is near to us. And so we can make it even though there are afflictions because the Lord delivers us out of them all. He keepeth all his bones. None of them shall be broken. This is prophetically speaking of the Messiah. Evil shall slay the wicked. They that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Going to keep on trusting. Going to keep on believing. Can we now say not, Oh, why, Lord? But rather, Oh, my Lord is so good to me. Oh, my Lord is so good to me. I get so sick of hearing OMG. It it just turns my stomach. I'm sad. I hope it's not in your vocabulary. I hope it doesn't fall off your tongue. It, it, it's, we just constantly drill in the grandkids. No, we don't say, oh, my God. If I'm saying, oh, my God, I'm in prayer. It's not because I hit my finger or somebody did something wonderful. No, no. That, that's the theology of Hollywood. You know, that's who started all that. They want us to think God is nothing. When I say God, that's Jesus. When I say Jesus, that's God. So I'm not going to take the name of the Lord in vain. I'm not going to refer to him as a slang. Hmm. Now they're going, to, going off preaching on those subjects. Another song said, I've been through enough. When I first began to walk with the Lord, I did not fully trust Him. How He longed for me to understand that I could. So through the valley He led me, afraid as I could be, until I felt His loving arms embracing me. So I've been through enough 
to know that he'll be enough for me. He's come through so many times that it puts my mind at ease. For good, I'll stake my very life. He's going to take me through, take care of me, because I've been through enough to know that he'll be enough for me. How could I ever doubt my God, whose hands hold the universe? Why would I ever question his ability? There's no place I could go where he doesn't know the things that trouble me. He's always aware of where I am and what I need. I believe him now after all these years. He's been so faithful. He's proven to be true. Never more will I doubt or question why, because I've seen him work before. I know what God can do. I've been through enough to know he's enough for me. Let's stand together. Habakkuk had the why. He, he, he had seen what looked like it just wasn't fair. It seemed like the wicked were winning and the righteous were losing. And he finally concluded with these words. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, nor shall the fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olives shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, the flocks shall be cut off from the fold, there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds' feet. He will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. I'm going to sing it. The Lord is my strength. I don't, it doesn't matter what happens, if it's going good or it's going bad. One thing I know, God is faithful. And my present circumstance doesn't determine my eternal home. What I go through in this life, really, in some sense of the word, can be considered immaterial because heaven is my home. I'm headed there. Don't you want to go to that land? So, the why, Lord? may crop up in your mind. And the why may come out of your mouth. But as I told at a funeral for Matthew Neville, when the family was faced with that situation of that child taking his life, I said, the why is here, but make it an acronym that says, who helps you? Who helps you? W-H-Y. Who's helping you now? And I reach up and take a hold of a hand that's reaching down. 
And I realize, no matter what the situation may be, I can't put answers to it all. But he has me in his hand. And he will take me through. Let's thank him together. Father. Believable, God. Believable, God, today. I thank you, Lord, that I can trust you. When I can't track you, I can trust you. When I can't explain you, I can trust you. I thank you for that today. You've been faithful to me and to this church family. And while we do not know what the future holds, we do, knew, do know who holds our tomorrows. And we're trusting you. Go with us from this house. Lord, you're using our life to testify to a world around us. We thank you for that privilege. For your glory, we'll do it. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Greet one another in love. This coming Sunday morning, we'll have a patriotic 4th of July service at the first part of the service. And then Sunday evening, something that we've missed out on this year, and that is communion. And we'll have communion here Sunday night. I'm looking forward to both of these services. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.